A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Hey guys, um, a very special one-off podcast this week. I say special, it's actually a very disappointing podcast. As you know, um, over the last four years, if you've been listening in, we haven't missed a single episode. We've never done it. And it's been one of the rare achievements of my life that I haven't missed a single week. Given the sporadic uh, upload schedule of abroad in Japan in general, it's uh, it's a miracle that we've pulled it off. Um, I've tried to record tonight's podcast about four times um, but I've got A, quite a bad cough uh, and B, I'm all alone Pete Donaldson is currently having the holiday of a lifetime in the Caribbean so hope you ha- hope you're having a wonderful time Pete while we have the biggest earthquake in ten years in Japan destroying the studio destroying everything Pete's having a wonderful time splashing around on a beach although to be fair it is well deserved I was going to have Ryotaro on the show tonight he's ill uh, so basically I'm going to make this a really quick episode I'm not doing very well um, but I want to say something I want to talk about the, the earthquake very quickly and, and sort of what happened because um, a lot of you guys have been very concerned and sent lots of uh, very kind messages and you know I've, I feel it needs to be addressed so uh, basically we had a, a very big earthquake a couple of nights back um, it was a magnitude 7.4 I believe um, still a way off the magnitude 9.1 earthquake that uh, caused the mega tsunami uh, 11 years ago eerily you know it was around the same week almost uh, about two weeks out from being the 11 year anniversary of that earthquake I don't know what it is about March and I remember last week you might I remember sorry last year you might recall uh, there was another big earthquake when I was in Hokkaido I think there was a, a big one then I don't know what it is about March really bad time for earthquakes probably not a good month to come to Japan by all accounts we had two earthquakes on the night um, the first one was kind of pretty bad actually one of the worst earthquakes that I've ever experienced uh, there was a really nasty jolt that sort of knocked me off the chair uh, and then it, there was a brief pause for about 30 seconds and then the second earthquake came and that was the worst earthquake I've ever experienced in my life the apartment did not stop shaking for what felt like an eternity in reality it was probably closer to 40 seconds maybe uh, which is a very long time when all your entire apartment's collapsing and things are falling down and uh, you, you worry that the building is, is going to come down with it um, luckily Natsuki was here at the time by sheer twist of fate 
Um, and he kind of helped me get through it with his quips and nice kind of upbeat sense of humour. It was a welcome thing to have. We'd actually just wrapped a video where I'd tried to speak uh, Japanese for an entire day, which is is like a like a really big workout of the mind. Like I felt like I'd run a marathon by the end of the day, so I was pretty battered already and pretty tired when the earthquake struck. Uh, and then the yeah, my first thoughts after afterwards were, uh, "Good God, I hope everyone's okay." Followed by. Oh crap, the Abroad in Japan studio. Because the Abroad in Japan studio is in a very old building built, I believe, in the 1970s, and it wasn't really well designed to handle the shaking of earthquakes. I even thought it might bring the whole damn building down. But uh, we went there in the video, which you might have seen on Abroad in Japan, and surveyed the damage. Uh, on the one hand, the damage was not as bad as I thought it would be, and actually nothing too serious. You know, the electronics all worked. It took me a few days to get them up and running because the uh, the studio was flooded with water from an apartment two stories up. Uh, something had burst, a pipe or a, a bathtub. I don't know what was going on in that apartment two stories up. But whatever it was, it leaked down into the studio. Um, and it was a uh, yeah, that was my biggest concern. But we it, it, we took about a whole day to tidy that up and dry it up. Uh, and then I've just been sweeping up the studio all week, tidying it up buying new things, earthquake proofing it as well. Uh, I found these, uh, these like they're basically like double-sided sticky tape that's really strong and you can just put it under various items and that kind of stops stuff from falling off the shelves. Uh, so the earthquake, you know, it was a bit of a wake-up call really to earthquake proof the studio better and to plan a bit better and I moved a few things around. I, I One problem I had, all the... Uh, the bottles on the bar on the ramen shop smashed and I had lots of liquid in. I realised I don't want to have liquid anywhere near the ramen shop when I'm not there, you know. So from now on, I'm going to have to remove all that. And also, because of the the, the nature of the studio, having a reflective surface on the floor to look like a, a street, to look like Blade Runner, uh, it, it made tidying up all the smashed glass an absolute nightmare. I ha I hoovered it. I swept it. It was like Cinderella. I went to town on that floor. I swept so hard. And yet I still failed to get the fragments of glass. And so uh, as a precaution going forward, everyone coming to the studio is going to have to wear slippers. Uh, sorry, I, so I don't have to worry about anyone getting their feet cut up, as mine were while I was tidying the studio, unfortunately. Very stupid on my, on my part. The good news is everything is pretty much back up and running. You know, Japan handles these earthquakes extremely well. The worst thing that happened, arguably, uh, a few lives were lost, uh, but a very small number, uh, luckily, by the standards of such a large earthquake. There was um, a train that got derailed, uh, a bullet train, which I don't know if that's ever happened before. So the, uh, the the bullet train's just out of action for, I think, almost a month, which is an unthinkably long time, uh, given that the bullet train between Tokyo and Sendai is like the main artery of East Coast Japan, and I don't know quite how I'm going to get down now. I think there's a plane, or I'll drive or something, but for the first time ever, Tokyo actually feels quite a long way away, you know. A 90-minute bullet train ride on a, uh, you know, 90 minutes by bullet train, or a five or six hour car ride from hell. So yeah, Tokyo feels very far away. But above all, I feel just, I just feel grateful. You know, times like this remind you of how important it is to be grateful uh, for your health, uh, for the good things in life. And I'm very grateful. The moment I flicked on the lights 
in the studio yesterday and saw that they all worked and that the studio was actually recoverable. I was so bloody happy. And, you know, when you think you're going to die in an earthquake, you spend the rest of the week reflecting on life and uh, the the big questions, Uh, but also celebrating and having lots of fried chicken, as I certainly did. I've had quite a few messages uh, from you guys sort of asking, is the trade-off worth it to live in Japan and to work in Japan, but also to endure uh, against the backdrop of these terrifying earthquakes? And, you know, there was a brief moment after the earthquake when I did think, oh, I don't know if I want to continue living here. I don't want to do that again. Like, I was really traumatised. I was trembling for an hour after that earthquake, and I was pretty uh, on edge for the 24 hours after. But you know what? They are still pretty rare earthquakes of that magnitude are pretty rare this was the worst one in 10 years time and and you know even though they do happen uh fairly frequently in sendai they're never to the degree that you truly get uh kind of scared and i i certainly don't think the trade-off uh is is an issue like come japan if you want to live here come and live here i think it'll be far worse to regret not coming to japan because of earthquakes than to kind of sit through an earthquake for 40 seconds, you know. It's not a fair comparison, so please don't let earthquakes get you down or get in the way of living in Japan. It is incredibly safe, um, and of course, even though there was a, a the massive earthquake back in uh, March 2011, the, the real damage done by that was by the tsunami, and the aftermath, of course, of the nuclear reactor brought about by the tsunami so it's tsunamis you have to worry about to be honest uh, a lot more than earthquakes and even they uh, are less threatening now that uh, hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent on seawalls up and down the east coastline so yeah japan very safe don't worry about earthquakes not very nice to deal with but uh, you know we got through it even though this one was a big scary terrifying one we got through it okay and unharmed but as i said at the start guys this is less a podcast more an announcement this week uh, because of everything. I've also got a really bad cough and I've, I keep struggling to speak. I have to keep cutting the microphone out. Uh, this has been the hardest 8 minutes 50 seconds I've ever had uh, to speak. So I'm going to wrap things up now. But I will say things are looking up and I have to say a massive thank you to all of you for all of your kind words and support. It's times like this you know, I feel truly grateful to have such an amazing viewership, such an amazing audience, and uh, to, to be able to do what I do. Um, we'll get back to normal later this week, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great Sunday, a fantastic start to the week. And I'll see you later this week, still, all over again, right back here on the Abroad Japan podcast. And most likely with either Ryotaro or Sharla, because Pete Donaldson, the lucky devil, is probably off sailing a yacht somewhere. Well done, Pete. Lucky you. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 
Only from Rustolium. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 